Hello, Swellians. Smithy and Deadly here. G'day. Just, uh, just a little heads up on what you're about to hear. So we uh, went and sat in there at Caloundra Rissol with a couple of absolute core lord icons of the game in Gary Kong Elkerton and Joel Parko Parkinson. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a wild night. Um, there's a, a few expletives. There's some uh, kind of 1980s era political incorrectness. But uh, all in all, quite a positive night, Vaughan. It was amazing, mate. Um, I was getting text messages off Kong for two weeks leading up to this show, and he was just saying, I am bringing full beast mode, I am going to go off, and he did not disappoint. Paint the scene too, because the swellings won't know exactly well, what he looks so, like. But yeah, he, uh, he's a big boy these days. <laughs> he's a, he's looking full, uh, full Kong mode. But I think what stoked me out a lot, uh, this was in a... Uh, RSL was it up there? I think so. I think so. The Caloundra RSL, and uh, it was a big venue, and and the the Sunny Coast Swellians came out in force. And um, I think just what stoked me out the most, listening back to it, Smithy was, you know, when you get two guys of the caliber of Parko and Elko talking about, you know, a wave like sunset or surfing for the world title or or growing up or, on prawn trawlers and uh, having to paddle his dad to the boat and. <laughs> <laughs> What was he doing? He was uh, in a back and forth, kind of arguing over the rifle, telling him not to shoot out the windows. Oh, the mate, the there's, there's, there's so, many, there. there's so many good yarns to, to go through. But, yeah, just keep in mind that the uh, the Are You Kidding Me tour, I think we were about halfway through it when we recorded this ep. Um, it was uh, a Friday night. Uh, the beers were flowing. There was a fair bit of cheer in the room. And, uh, yeah, it, it was crazy, mate. Kong was on a full-blown heater. I don't know what he'd been getting up to before it. I don't know what he got up to after it, but he was definitely on song. And uh, Parko being just, you know, he's 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 an old hat. He's on the Swillian panel, mate. He mm. loves it up there. And uh, he was fantastic as always as well. So here it is. This is uh, our first live drop from the Are You Kidding Me tour. Huge thanks to uh, Billabong, who were our number one partners throughout the entire journey. And uh, we'll be dropping these, you know, randomly throughout summer so that the Swellians have got good content. But uh, best of luck, mate. Best of luck, Smoothie. Enjoy. Enjoy. Very mad. Hey, uh, well, first of all, I'd like to say, and I ASB going to find me, because I want to be a part of this fucking jump. Wanna be tennis tour. You know, I think they got their his testicles so far out their mouths that this is bullshit, you know? I'm not thinking about that right now, I'm just thinking about having won the world title and, and hopefully trying to win another one someday. You just drop in and just smack the pull back, drop down, step ah. Well I'll tell you Stu, I did battle some humongous waves. Oh that's the paper thing? Oh, surf looks good on it. Not bad. Ain't that swell with Jed and Vaughn. Oh, those guys are back. <laughs> Get a haircut. Yeah, shredheads, waxheads, kooks, and labanis. Welcome to Ain't That Swell, the radio show dedicated to cutting fucking sick. Oh, <laughs> I'm your host for this evening, the two-time Gold Cone Peace Award winner, the punch-drunk pikey, the sultan of psilocybin, Scum Valley's finest himself, Samivi. And this, of course, my loyal co-host and friend, Vaughn Dead, frontman of the Goons of Doom, former editor of Waves magazine, Tracks magazine, Surfing World magazine, an absolute alumni of the surfing literati, Vaughn, 
welcome. I think the question. Fuck yeah, Sunny Coast. It's sick to be here. Let's hear it. I think the question on everything, everyone's minds, though, is, uh, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Wow. Be mental. But uh, Caloundra, man, I mean, sunny coast. I haven't spent too much time up here. I've only been north of Bris Vegas once in my life, and I've actually never even laid eyes on the coastline here until today. But uh, all I know about this zone, man, several of my favourite all-time surfers have come from here. Uh, Kong, obviously, you know, Parko for uh, all intents and purposes will be from the sunny coast this evening. Uh, of course, Julian Wilson, Wade Goodall, uh, Harry Bryant, Kai Hing's in the crowd tonight. Um, and I, I guess the only other thing I know the sunny coast for is uh, the world's fucking shittest rugby league team. Fuck the cane toads, up the cockroaches! Uh, way to win over the crowd, mate. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think, you know, I've, I've spent a bit of time up here, been lucky. Uh, my mum used to bring us up here to visit Mama Swellian, of course. She used to bring us up here to uh, visit family friends, the Wilkinsons. She just timed it beautifully. I think we were up here for Cyclone Betsy, then we were up here for Cyclone Roger, and fuck me, mate. There were a few places you guys probably know that not many other people know about that I saw that were just fucking heavy. Couple like, of cones, did Mate, I saw a guy pull into one wave with hair and it fucking blew so hard he looked like Gabrielle Medina's nipples when he came out. It's just like <laughs> fucking <laughs> bald as a fucking badger. Shink. But the other thing was like, you know, the surfers that you mentioned, yeah, sick, unbelievable. I mean, uh, so many great surfers are up here. Stewie Campbell, all of the, you know, fucking icons of this coast. But I, I reckon uh, my favourite surfer ever from the sunny coast is Caloundra's very own Serena Brooke. And, uh, Why is that for well, I had a mad, mad crush on her when I was a Grom. Really? Huge, yeah. What and, kind uh, of crush are we talking? Like, uh, in what age? Was it around that kind of, that feely age? Are we talking Kleenex crush or yeah, yeah, more, no. uh, more of a kind of a romantic uh, childhood sweetheart kind of thing? Well, my body was going through changes, Jed. It was something new to Bill, this business of nocturnal emissions. Awkward... Awkward changes. And uh, Serena used to come all, all the way down to uh, New Brighton where I lived and she stayed with a mutual friend of ours, Tanya Smith. And, man, I just remember, like, sitting in Tanny's room and listening to Evil Dick by Body Count. <laughs> How romantic. And, and I'd just be... A couple staring. of candles lit, some aromatic oh, candles. I was just going, just, just, just gather up that courage and give her a good old hash, mate. But, you know, I never got there. Um, but, mate... Fucking let's rip into this night because we fucking have got icons. Fucking psyched to be here. Thanks for having us, Caloundra. Mad, mad. Let's get the icons up here, mate. Let's get them up. Starting with this fella, 2012 world champ, Sunny Coast finest, Joel Parkinson. Tone feed, style master, smooth like Sade. He's a mad man. Joel Leslie Schnorkos Parkinson. Marco, so stoked to have you on the show again, man. Welcome back to the Swellian. Thank you, guys. Thanks capital. for having me. Um, it's always a pleasure to be on your show. What's going on, man? Where you been? I saw you on the telly down there in uh, Melbourne. You, you been packing a few cones? I saw you packing a few hydro cones at uh, Urban Surf there. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's so. It's a mental vision. It is. <laughs> oh, mate, it's a vision. It's, uh, mate, I mean, surfing a pool. I mean, you know what? That race is on. That whole pool race is officially on and just sit back and watch people blow their money. <laughs> how, how, did you rate the, 
how did you rate the pit? Because um, we, we t- you've surfed Kelly's pool. I don't know if you surfed the Waco pool, but how did you find that like drainy little double up they've created there? Yeah, it was fun. I mean, Kelly's wave, it had, in three hours you'd probably ride six waves. At that wave I rode 60-something waves in three hours, Whoa. 20 minutes. So you're just surfing a lot. It's, a, it's just a good, mate. And did it's, you have to burn anyone once? It's not surf. <laughs> no, actually. Fuck, that must have been weird. Wasn't a real surf. <laughs> <laughs> what about the other wave pools, man? Because so you've surfed Oki's one too. I have, yeah. I've surfed that. What um, like, give us the rating, mate. Give us the the four one one, the Swellian rating. Ah, uh, okay. Um, which gets the uh, cheese? You reckon? I don't know. Well, if they want to keep wasting money, I mean, um, I'll accept any. Donations uh, to <laughs> to change the score, but I mean they're all good. They've all got some that's positive about them. Uh, they got a lot of negatives in some parts too, but um, definitely I see challenges with the Oki one for sure. Um, I think the commercially the one in um, for if you're going to make money, the one in Melbourne's better, but Kelly's is a better wave, but it'll never make money. I, I guess I don't, I don't know. That's just what interesting. I interesting. Yeah, so like the uh, socio-political class breakdown of that, Parker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, oh, we got the Eureka Stockade flag here, mate. Fucking earth. Let's. Uh, oh, fuck. Let's Ask get, me a let's question. Get a What's hey. the wave pool for poor people going to look like? By yeah, the way, I know. it's called <laughs> the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Go to it. It's a big blue thing and it's way better. Oh, that's fucking so good. Do you know what, though? The one thing you'll miss, you surf a wave pool all week and guess what you'll miss? What's that? Blue duck, Fucking duck diving. Yeah. You'll miss mm, duck diving. Wow. You, how good to Trippy. do duck diving? I've never reflected on it. I usually am swearing my fucking head off when I'm trapped inside getting a million waves on the head, but... Uh, now, Parko, the world title race, mate, it's kicking off. We, got, we couldn't let you leave here without getting a tip. What, uh, what do you see? Looking into your crystal ball there, what do you see unfolding at the, the Pipolina? Um, I, I see Gabriel as sure the favourite. I see that. I don't think he's amazing at pipe. Um, but I see Italo in a position where he can do it. Mm, fucking earth. There's, there's, there's just something about him going in after a win that will do it for him and I don't know, I just think you've only, I, you've only got to beat the one person. That's all he's got to do, right? The other two guys are pretty far back. So if you just go in with the thought process of I just got to finish in front of him and make sure I win all my heats and kind of reminds me of when I did it too. I just went, fuck, I just got to make sure I'm in front of him and that's it. And play it simple. Man, I'm interested to get your insights into Medina too because, I mean, you were there for when he qualified for the tour. You've watched him develop. Um, you know, can you talk about... Any memorable heats in particular with Medina? Um, probably the one that the judges ripped me off at Snapper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking well said, Parker. Well said. <laughs> Mate, if you uh, want to serve a heat down at Little Marley while the man's pulling in behind the rock. Uh, I, just, I lost it at him. I just told him, hey, learn how to surf a point break before you judge it, you kooks. Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Yuch. How'd, so, uh, how'd they, how do they cop a, cop a serve like that from a world champ, style master, core lord like yourself? Do they just wear it or do they just go, fuck you, Joe, you fucking... Oh, uh, there was lots of excuses. I was like, oh, the sun was in my eyes and, buddy, you know, like it was the end of the day, we judged 22 heats. I was like, fuck, mate, come on. <laughs> I don't think there was a person on the beach who believed it, what they yeah. were watching. But also, though, he surfed in a wild card 
in uh, San Francisco on an mm. event. It won it, right? I got second and I was right. 28 years old in the prime of life and this 17-year-old kid came along and smoked me. And that's when I realised I was like, this kid is possibly the best surfer I've ever seen standing on a surfboard. And I think Medina today is probably the best surfer and I've ever seen. What's his energy like? You know, what was his energy like when he come on to, uh, you know, what sort of mana did he bring? Was he just fucking... You know, was he there to compete right off the off the bat, just ripping in, or you know, yeah, what kind of a, a character was he? Yeah, he's a he is a prick to surf against. He's a prick to surf with. Pull him out of anywhere out of the water and pull him away from the ocean. He is the best bloke. Mm. So it's a lot of people get an imp- a perception of him as being a, such a a prick, mm. but mate, he's away from the ocean and just like you know. Been around him, he's actually a champion. Mm-mm. And are his nipples as smooth as they say they are? <laughs> You'd have to ask the 60 chicks lined up outside his door. <laughs> I wouldn't know. He's not afraid, is he? He, uh, he tarps up and rips right in the uh, young Brazilian. <laughs> um, Paco, you grew up here on the sunny coast and, uh, you know, Jed made mention of it, you know, like I guess people associate you with the Goldie these days and the Cooley kids, but but this place did form, you know, a lot of the, the important years in your early surfing life. Can you tell us sort of who got you in the water, where you used to like, like to surf and who were the big dogs in the area when you first started? Um, yeah, I was, yeah, I mean, it was such a good little place to grow up. I guess it's a small town. It was a really small town, I suppose. I'm, today it's definitely a lot bigger. It's a bit of a city I suppose now and it still has a little bit of a small town feel but it definitely has grown so much and I just remember growing up um I remember Gloves is here he, he helped me uh ride my pushy with my board and shit I never forget that day um teaching me about barrel rocket moffats and there's so many cool memories of uh, my early days I used to I just you know my routine was you know school to either Kings in the Northerly or, or Moffats in the Southerly. And, um, yeah, they were pretty good days. That that fucking that hill used to kill me because I lived on top of it so forever. But, uh, mate, it was, it was a great little town to grow up in and I really enjoyed it. And what is it about this joint? It seems to produce surfers with just, oh, just beautiful styles, such clean clinical surfing. I think Goodall and Julian come to mind, yourself, obviously. Like, what is it about this joint that, um, yeah, just tunes guys up in such a... Such an incredible way. Yeah, I'm not too sure. I mean, there's there's lots of um, the one thing that blows my mind about the sunny coast is we probably don't get the biggest waves up here, but the talent of surfers that come from here are really good in big waves and good waves like Scarties and mate, there's underground crew that are just amazing big wave and Mr Sunset comes from here. Fucking like, earth. Like got Zane Harrison, one of freaking like what guys like that. Where Dean Brady, big waves, mm. mate. Yeah. and it's is I it guess, that Floridian complex? Those you just surfing these tiny fucking two foot TPs, your whole grommet hood, and as soon as you get a driver's license, you just want to get in the car, drive straight to the fucking first urchin encrusted slab, and throw yourself head first over the falls. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like the, the you know, like the Hobgood Slater, like they just fucking you just get so jack of tiny perfect waves, you just want to f- get a fucking flogging and go mad. Or, or is it you just don't expect it? I don't know. What is it? Like, Harry Bryant, he's from up here. He's, he's going fucking mad lately, mate. Yeah. He's surfing all them lid waves, like, dropping into just psycho, urchiny, fucked up slabs. And uh, yet he grew up, you know, doing fucking cheese whizzes on one foot shorties. <laughs> Go figure. 
Yeah, well, mate, I'm back, back out. I, I can't explain why there's, there is such a calibre of charging surface from this area. I, it blows my mind. I have, every time that someone comes out, I'm like, ah, oh, they've got to prove themselves, and then they go above and beyond. Uh, Scotty, awesome that you brought him up. What a legend. And also uh, Dean Brady, a couple of guys up here who just pack it so hard, mate. Pack Lacone. All right. Well, uh, we know you're just as excited as we are about the next guest, Parker. This is going to be fucking wild. I, I remember feeling like this when we did the first ever Ain't That Swell live show at Newcastle. What is that feeling, Vaughn? A, a mystery of trepidation and uh, fear and euphoria and... Oh, like... no, it was just complete, terif- like, absolutely horrified and terrified. <laughs> I didn't know what Pure was going Pure anxiety. Happen. Luckily, we pulled it off. But let's get him out of here. I'm going to put him on this. I'm going to put him right here in the hot seat. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Triple Count winner... World Masters three-peat, Pipeline Master, he's fucking the sunny coast greatest, is he not? Gary Kong, Elkerton! Kidding me? Look at this fade. Oh, my God. It is 1976. The American merchant vessel Petrox Explorer has just set sail from the port of Surabaya in search of oil they will discover an uncharted island that is the home of the most incredible creature on the face of the earth. A creature called Khan. Fucking come. Ha! You heard the man. Doesn't drink scoops, he drinks jugs. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. I'll take that off. I'll take that off because it's a little bit tight. Tight's good, but that's a bit tight. Welcome to Ain't That Swell, Kong. What about. Oh, fucking, I can't believe this. I'm shocked. Is a... I'm shocked and um, bewildered. I love this guy. Sorry to interrupt, but hang on, mate. Fuck off. Nah, this man. Hug show, away. Mate. I'll take it over right now. This guy here, ha, 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 you buy butter at the fucking supermarket, you don't buy margarine, you buy butter. <laughs> well said. I like that. Hey, Ben Kong, you look fucking amazing. What's the go with the gaff and the sunnies, mate? Well, um, there's a few stories here, and I'll take these off so you can see my eyes. I'm not stoned, because... Um, I stopped smoking two days ago, and I, don't, I, I stopped smoking years ago, but anyway. But I brought these little buggers out because these are blades, right, original blades. When, um, and the funny story about this one was um, me and Tom Carroll were sponsored by Oakley, and they went to me and Tom, they went, oh, would you guys like the licence for Australia of Oakley? And me and Tom went, oh, no. We had a good mate that we know, though, and... Uh, Perry, you know, go, and he made millions out of it. But listen, they made a special edition of this. <laughs> I they think they got me, the uh, they, US they military contract. A, a one-off. It's, it's, a, it's a rattlesnake skin dyed in red, red pigment. So there you go. Pull them out. Fucking oh, mad. Iconic. Mad. 
Yeah. Mantle. That reminds me, actually. Uh, we couldn't do this show without our sponsors. I've got to do the sponsor shout out because we're sponsored by our child, Sonny. So you always for forget that, Vaughan. You always thanks, forget thanks to shout the sponsors the out, man. in, but they are iconic. All hail. Uh, Billabong. Thanks so much, guys. I mean, we wouldn't be able to do this tour without the Billy's crew backing us. The team, of course, world class. Thanks so much to Billabong. And uh, Road Mics, we speak into them in custom footwear. So thanks very much, guys. Come on. Hey, do, man. Do What's happening? A free pair of boardies off Billabong yeah, or something. I'm not no worries, man. Yeah, mate. Have some Otis carries. Don't know if I'll fit you up. You know what I mean? A T-shirt or something. Hey, some mate. Otis's new ones. How's that gaff helmet you got over there? It's, uh, what do you reckon? What do you think? Well, I'm running this one here. And um, if you want to have a look inside that, that's called uh, – it's actually the first ever gaff helmet that was ever made. You're joking. All bow it's a proto, to the body proto. Little story here, I'll tell you real quick. No way. Yeah, How many cones proto, is that sitting inside proto, of? First one ever because uh, I knew gaff and spider. Look at the rust on the side of those things. No, wait, <laughs> wait till that story. Before, before the, the lightning bolts went on there, I was at Margaret River the year I won it and um, – Spider went, this guy, he went with Gav, he went, listen, we're going to put a little mic in your ear, waterproof, and you're going to paddle out at 15-foot margs when I want it. And um, anyway, I've gone, yeah, that's great. Fucking wow. I whacked the helmet on, and I'm walking out, and he goes, can you still hear me? I'm going, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get nearly out the back. Yeah, he goes, now I'm going to tell you a dirty joke about this uh, prostitute that all the boys rooted in Thailand. I thought, fuck, this is awesome. <laughs> fuck. And it, I'm going out in the final. I actually won this final, right? No joke. And I'm walking out the rocks, right? And it went on and I fell in a hole and nearly broke me fucking leg. It was laughing so bad. Got up, paddled out the back and they're going, second wave to the left, paddle a bit further. Yes. Won the final, come in, ASP went, that's banned. You can't do that anymore. And they banned it. And I had full telly for this thing. So the next, the next year I took it to the Pipe Masters and I thought, fuck it. You know, it was so big. It was, gonna, it was really big the next day. So I painted myself these Charger, like the US. I put painted those, like, lightning bolts on this thing and walked down the beach and won the Pipe Masters in it. And that's Pipe yeah, Masters trophy from the side. Anyway. Hey, Kong, one of the reasons we got you up here, man, is we just want to basically fucking go through your whole life because it's just an incredible time on planet Earth that you've had, mate. Can we go right back to the start um, and just like, yeah, you know, tell us a bit about your parents and uh, how you ended up in this part of the world. Um, born in Ballina, um, prawn fishing family, going to the Gulf of Carpentaria every year. Uh, Tweed Bar, Ballina Bar, Evans Head Bar, all sanded up, dangerous. Boats are rolling, all this shit. So we come back from the Gulf this year, I think 69 or 70, and uh, Dad went, wow, Malula Bar. It's the only bar on the, on the whole East Coast that faces west, nearly northwest or west. And um, I was about 1970, and I wasn't even into surfing. And um, I'm going to... Fast forward this really quickly, but... Um, no, mate, we got fucking hours. Don't sweat it. <laughs> I, I could I, listen to you talk if my hair was on fire. Just a question. It's really interesting for me. The Golden Cone mm. Awards. Mm-hmm. Now, does that You're, mean that the guy who wins it 
brings his bong up and he has to... Well, if anyone's got one in the audience... uh... We could win some money on this. I reckon I'd wrench one for five grand. Hey, hands up. Who wants to have a fucking wrench? No, anyway, (laughs) quite funny. Um, Love it. Uh, Yeah, 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 we all did it. Fucking, you want to play little show pony stuff and fucking, oh, yeah, I was such a perfect pro surfer. Close grip push-ups in the fucking dunny every day. Fuck that, mate. I grew up when there was no social media, no mobile phones, no nothing. There was a spit roast every Sunday. It was fucking fantastic. <laughs> it was awesome. That's how we lived. Anyway, so oh. I got, I, you know, 1972, I sort of went, oh, some guy goes, oh, fuck, do you want to come to this North Shore Border Riders and we're going to, you know, surf? And I went, what the fuck, surfing? And we just had our 50th, by the way, last weekend, North Shore Border Riders. <laughs> Fifty years. That's right. And um, so um, it happened very quickly. Um, I got given a board from Headland Surfboards and a guy called Paul Pascal, Mick Hopper, the next day who made the book, kind of said, that's out, you're surfing for us. And at 16, I was on the world tour and um, it was a whirlwind. It was completely incredible. I'll stop right there because it's such, it's just like... Where was I? <laughs> oh, but the sun is on. No, I want to no, go no. back to the fucking. No. I want to go back to the uh, the prawn fishing days, man. I'm fascinated by how wild life was with your old man. What was his name? Keith Bull, Bullfrog Elkerton. El- Elkerton. But I thought you were getting up in the spit roast or something. Like, well, good conversation. About but that. yeah, man, tell us anyway, about, okay, tell us about dad, those days. Dad, how fucking my... psycho was it in the '70s on a prawn trawl? I must tell have been you how, I tell you how hardcore my dad was. He was so hardcore, and. Um, I eventually then had to go to school in like 72 and I just couldn't, fuck, I was like, I wanted to surf and anyway. Yeah, because you didn't grow up going to school. Tell us about that. Till the age of 13, you, well, he was uh, homeschooling you on fucking how to bait prawns and shit. I don't know. I, di- I, di- I discovered surfing. I discovered surfing and uh, John Tregue had a surf shop at Alexander Headlands. A lot of these guys might know right there at the corner and we'd wag school every day and the bus was there and got into surfing, loved it, and then went wagging school and then got thrown out of school and Dad went, you're working for me. And I'll never forget it. The first trip I went out with him, I didn't have a surfboard and I learned about surfing because I, I was into motocross. I'm like a dirt bike kind of guy back then. Still am. And um, he parked at uh, <coughs> Island. <coughs> Island. <laughs> Ooh, fuck me, Dad. And I sat there that day. I'll never forget it. It was so perfect. And these barrels of barrels. And I just went, oh, my God. I was 14 years old. I couldn't believe it. So the next few trips, I took the board out. And I learnt to surf it. <coughs> and Stratty and um, DI. And, um, you know, the Durbidge family were incredible. Like, uh, Nell used to own the shop above Frenchman. So Dad would p- pull the prawn trawler in. And back then we had onion bags. You know what onion bags are, the prawns? Onion bags, like they were open sort of things. So Dad would go, a bag of onion prawns, he'd go, fuck off, jump off, paddle in with your board, climb up the cliff face, sell it to Nell Derbidge. This is where the Derbidge have we go back. And he went, I want a carton of cigarettes, some eggs, a loaf of bread and some peanut butter. <laughs> no way. That's incredible. 
And then I had to walk down the road to Cylinders where the pub was and him and my uncle were there on the beach. He goes, give us a chuck and change and you fuck off out there and you go, I can do that. Anyway, this one story, this one year, I've done that. It was so perfect. Come down and like, I was like, where's Dad? And I got the binoculars out looking the old Strutty pub and I see Dad coming out of the pub and he just rolled to the bottom. Doom, 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 My dad's a big guy. Like, you know, listen, I'm working on this. It's a fucking <laughs> lifetime achievement, righty. Anyway, he starts, there's the tinny. He goes, he looked at the tinny. I've got the binoculars on it. He kicked the tinny. He went, fuck it. And he started swimming because he's a very good swimmer. Dawn Fraser. I think he used to, with Dawn back in the day, <laughs> they got some shit going. Uh, train no, no, with Dawn. They got some stuff. Before, before she jumped the fence, I think the old man... Had something going on with Dawn, a very good swimmer. Anyway, he gets halfway out to the prawn trawler. I've got the binoculars on him and he's sinking. I went, oh my God, my dad's dying, fuck. Jumped off the boat and I'm fucking, I've got my board, paddling, get dad. I'm trying to frame up on the thing, but his gut's like a half circle, right? So he may be trying to land the board. He starts just punching. He destroyed my board. He's punching. I'm fucking trying to save you, Dad. (laughs) Get him to the boat, climbs up. He goes, those fuckers. He goes, they stop serving. Get the 22 out, son. I'm going (laughs) to shoot the fucking windows out of the pub. (laughs) And we had a very good 22 from Grandad. I tell you, it had sights. And I was very good. Anyway, I ran straight down to the forecastle, got all the bullets and threw them in the... the, uh, Threw him into the fucking bilge, just fucking threw him away. No bullets. What? Anyway, he passed out, but many great stories. Oh, well, thanks for coming. Wait, that's well, everyone. That won't be topped. We're out of here. Oh, that was good. Yeah, a bit different to my days at school, Kong. <laughs> Mate. That's just a start. <laughs> Where does it go I'll from tell you a classic, I'll tell you a classic one. I'll tell you a real classic one. <laughs> this one's real classic. We'll get get you'll get police. Sorry, Joel, but just no, one more. I had a just one, for you. Just I had, one more. I had a this is a real classic one. Like, we had these school teachers at school that used to surf, and one was on a goat boat. I'm not going to mention any names here. Science, tension, maths. One was a... Really faint weave. Oh, one of them. Anyway, um, and we would like go wait, like at this little drain pipe at the corner. I call it Cogs Corner anyway. It's right, Alex there, but anyway, that's just my gig. And we'd hide in the drain pipe, wait with those fuckers to fuck off, right? And then we worked out right past the bluff, all this lantana. If we cut a hole in that and go up and then go that way and put all this car box in there and porn magazines and bongs and everything and cut a window out. We could sit there and pull cones and look at porn mags while school's off and, like, surf the bluff and no one could see us, right? It was hilarious. It was so... That is fucking genius, Colm. That's why you are the Sunset Champion, the Pipe Master. You're a fucking genius. Listen, and my... This guy, I don't know who it was, but anyway... He did the bong the wrong way and he blew it out. You know, you suck, he actually blew it. Oh, what an so idiot. the cone come out, the golden cone come out <laughs> and hit the lantana and it caught on fire. <laughs> now, I swear to God, 
We went down the hill, back to the drain pipe of Alexander Headlands. You know that drain pipe in the corner? And we were hiding there. The whole bluff was on fire. There were seven fire engines and fucking we were freaking out. But listen, mate, I've got so many stories. I don't know. This guy too. What about this guy? <laughs> hey? This guy. Hey? I can't go after that story. Oh, fucking... This guy. Mate, I, I'm, like, eating two-minute noodles and just going surfing. I was like, that was my childhood. Well, I was very fortunate that I got to grow up with his uncle and uh, Daryl Parkinson. Oh, deep Daryl? Deep, but we won't go into that right now. <laughs> <laughs> but so, anyway... Can I ask you a question? Yes. Seriously? Yes. All right? Mr Sunset. It was a tag I wanted. I was after it. You won three times. The story about getting... I won won three times. Look at that. My question is... Now, between us guys, we've got... got... David, wait, before you start, I just want to finish my question. Yeah. Right. Because <laughs> I may not get back. He's got three triple crowns, this guy. <laughs> yeah, three right. triple crowns. Yeah, you know, no. He's getting but, a bit lippy with you too, Com. Fuck no. hell, he wants to finish his <laughs> question now. <laughs> I'll never forget the day, right? I'm going for my second sunset thing. Do you remember this? I know it. I know you remember it? it? I know it. Yeah, Kong's in Hawaii and we're surfing and he's gone, the trick to sunset is go watch it from higher at Comsat. There's a hill behind it with the, with the satellites on it. Go watch it and watch north, west, and watch the A-frames, watch the refractions of the swell, and you'll see where the spot will be. That's not, that's not, that's kind of right. I told you that when yes. I was there. But the next year, and I went what on. happened the next year when you the same thing, you went, well, how does it work? And I went, go there. And when you work out like there's 15 seconds this way, west, and then you got north, and that determines where the peak is. And then you've got these lineups on the beach. Yep. And I was like... That's right. Oh, fuck, I forgot yeah. that. And, yeah. And I, I knew was, it was like, something like you've that. Got, you've got to, well, I still remember it. And you've got to, like, you've got... And that's how the peak... At, and Sunset Beach, listen, Sunset Beach is, like... Listen, Pipeline is the easiest wave to surf on the planet. Fuck Gabriel Medina and all these fuckers <laughs> that pull in there. You what know what? That. You know that. what? You know what? <laughs> I'll fucking have a go at 55 at 12 to 15 foot sunset on a 9.5 and I will smoke their fucking ass. You know why? <laughs> they don't have a fucking liner. They don't know it. Pipeline, you know what pipeline is? You take off behind the boil and you fucking pull in and you get barreled and you get spat out. It's that easy. And it's backdoor, that thing. But sunset's a whole different thing. Anyway, going back to this... The next year, Joel and I said, mate, study those intervals and how it makes that happen. And I, you know, and I didn't even think anything. I was down at Brunswick Heads drinking, I was putting on weight, flicking for flathead. <laughs> no, I was. I swear to God. I was on the wall on the inside of Brunswick flicking for, and the phone rang. And I was like, oh, it's Joel. I was like, fuck. What's up, buddy? He goes... I just won the Sunset event. Thanks, Colin. Those fucking lineups are awesome. Love you, dude. Yeah! That's mental. And you know what? I couldn't have given better advice to this guy. You know why? Ruled Hawaii. Look at every, that shot. Every single spot. Hey, like, Kong, 
You can stop for a minute. <laughs> Take a break whenever you need, mate. Hey, um, just treat this as your lounge room. I just want to know, you know, we're on Sunset. We're talking about it. Thanks, I love you too, bro. Parko, um, guys who win at Sunset, they're kind of a rare breed. You brought up, you know, Zane winning there before and um, Kelly never won there. What, what is it about Sunset that demands something else that, you know, like... like uh, Kong just said, you know, it's not just sort of taking off, getting pitted. It's not just this sort of easy read. It's a, it's a whole experience from take off to finish. Yeah, Why um, certain guys excel there and other guys don't? A lot of, like, uh, there's been times where I've thought the person that won just sometimes, mate, it can go, so, when it goes bad at sunset, it goes disastrous. Like, it sucks. You, you're basically on a 15-minute round trip and you're losing everything. But um, the guys that have, have won there, I've always thought, if they've if they've won multiple times, it's a it's a, the most challenging event to win multiple times than anyone. If you're a good pipe surfer, you should be able to win it every time, with with a bit of luck. But sunset, uh, it's the one wave that creates you. You have to create so much more luck for yourself. And why do you think Kelly has never put it together out there? Because he hates it. He really hates no it. Balls. And I've, you've got to love it, mate. I love that wave. I, I, can we – all right. That was one question was my next question for you. Hang, was, on, hang on, hang on. We've got a Kelly section coming up if you oh want to go shit, there. Oh, shit. All right. We'll wait for you. Can, hey, say, um, can, I, can I just say this? No, no, no. I just want to – I want to get your take on this too. Blakey, can I ask you hang a question? On, Who was the first ever guy ever called Mr. Sunset? Jeff Hackman. There you go. Well, when I first went to Hawaii, I waited six hours at Honolulu Airport and guys were trying to sell me Pakalolo and put lays on me and give me a kiss. And um, at eventually... At the airport, they're ev- trying to sell you Pakalolo and, and, and put away on you. That sounds like a dream. And eventually uh, Jeff Hackman pulled up, who I was a little grommet, much respect, and you know with Jeff and all that. And um, this is such a gnarly story. Um, he didn't drive me to the North Shore. He drove me through Kailua, you know, through the, the other side, Hawaiian style. Hawaiian style, bro, and Jeff Hackman and whatever, Miss Sunset, he's telling me about this wave called Sunset Beach. I've never been to Hawaii. And I heard on the radio they said it's four to six feet. And I get there and he's telling me about this wave and how it is and like, this is... And I really felt he handed me the key for Sunset Beach because when I got there it wasn't four to six feet because back then it was... 12 foot, and he goes, we're paddling out, and um, I really felt Jeff Hackman passed me that thing, because he was a, a legend for me, and uh, I feel real positive stuff about Sunset, that you were the next thing that just made it look so simple, and once you have your lineups at Sunset, and you can just do those fades and do that, and you have that, awesome, and um, I felt Jeff Hackman passed that on to me. Um, I ruled for that. I ruled for Sunset Beach. There was a year that will never, ever come back to this. And um, they didn't run the event at Halle Eva this year for some reason. They ran two events back-to-back at Sunset Beach. But I'm not going to go into that story just yet because that's where I lost the world fucking title. (laughs) We'll get there, mate. We'll get there. But I'm interested to know, Paco, like, talk to us about Kong surfing at, at Sunset, man. Like, break it down for us, what, you know. Um, I was always amazed by, by the distance he'd sit out further. 
You always were the furthest one out by a million miles, hey. You'd sit out and he'd, he'd take on the West Peak most of the time, fade back, don't pick your mic up. Yeah, I'm finishing. <laughs> <laughs> That's my beer. But, um, yeah, like he would always sit out and look at this fade. Like this is a 50-metre fade. In the Caloundra RSL Auditorium, the video appears of Gary Elkerton fading across a 15-footer and with those like little crocodile arms, how did you catch these waves? Because that's a big hard wave to catch. You must have been an amazing swimmer like your dad. <laughs> because it's a hard wave to catch, hey. It's the one wave you paddle more for that you'll never catch. It's annoying. And uh, sorry, I, every time I watch surfing, I get lost in it and I'm still... Thinking I'm watching. But what, like the, the read on the wave, mate, like that, that 50 metre fade, I've never seen anyone do it since then. Nah, no. Um, I, you can pick your mic up. I'm lost for words. I'm still watching the 50 metre. Yeah, Why, no. mate, what made you sit so far west on this? Because you must be back outside of Boneyards. I had three of the best teachers on the planet. That taught me to surf Sunset Beach in a way that no one else knew. And one was Derek Doner, Jeff Hackman, and Mike Miller. And they taught me how to do the lineup stuff, to go above it, to count the intervals. I told you the intervals, an interval of a west swell and north swell, what happens in a way, it makes the peak go either way, and you've got to understand all that stuff. And I was laughing because guys like Mark Richards and Sean Thompson were riding seven fours. They thought, oh, yeah, we're ripping. And um, I, I, had, I, had, I had this eight-foot board. And you know what? This Allenburn board, I'd get to the bottom. And I tell you what, we'll testing. See this here? We'll testing channel bottoms. or so fucking gnarly. I gotta, like, I'd get to the bottom at 15-foot west peak and the cavitation, because the channels are so deep. And it's going, I don't think I had cavitation. It's going sideways. And I'm like... Fuck, 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 please dig in the channels, please. But anyway, um, I had really good, really good people that taught me the whole thing and it was an absolute pleasure to see Joel take that to the next level in a whole other way. Um, just bloody awesome. Yeah, I wanted to get you to do the same, Kong. Like, what, you know, can you just talk to us about Parker surfing out there and, and what, uh, yeah, what really caught your eye about it? Okay. I'm going to go real local now because I heard Joel talking before, but I've got to take these off. Jeez, I don't know. I can't see my beautiful wife down there. Jesus, smile. Anyway, um, you know what in Caloundra? It's so many names, whatever, but I tell you what. That looks heaps like Moffat Beach. I can see exactly where he learned. Hey, Blakey, I'm talking. Sorry, mate. I'll... <laughs> Hey, in a south swell, come get back here. I love you, dude. Come on. Hey, dope youth. Augustus Peebleby. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Augustus fucking Peebleby. Yes. Crazy. At last, I've been dying to watch. Fuck me, not. But so, so for Joel to grow up here, and what a lot of people don't understand, like when it's a pure south swell, I don't know what it is. Big pure south swell when it hits, hits Cape Morton. I think the reef off it does something that just swings this wave in to, to Moffat's, and you get this thing that goes, 
And it's incredible when it happens. You know that, you know. And I think that's where he learned the hold the bottom turn and all that stuff. And that built him up to that Moffat's Reef and the whole thing. And it definitely did a lot for me because my ways were Alban Island, the platform. Moffat's Reef was one of the gems for me. And obviously Moffat's in the South Swell, which really related to holding that bottom turn. That's super crucial at sunset. That, right. That's the kind of insight, man, that you just don't... I think you've got to be able to understand waves all over the world to know that a wave like Moffat's can actually relate to a wave like Sunset. Do you hear what he's saying? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it kind of reminds me a bit of Bells too. It's the same thing. It's got a, you know, it's a, it's a slopey burger with so much speed that it's hard to manage. So to wash it off is, I don't know, it's hard to do and... Yeah. You've, that's why you spend way more time at the bottom of the wave trying to get to the top than you can do at the top. Hey, mate, just, just before we, we move on, uh, Sunset Beach, we've heard who Kong... <laughs> I'm going to try to Oh, there's some new Odie boardies. They're the good ones. Uh, we, we've heard Kong, you know, he, he's basically put up three of the best ever out there. Who were who the best guys in your generation to surf at? that you were just like, fuck, how's the read this guy has out here? Um, right now, modern day era, I think Jack Robinson. I think Jack Robinson would be amazing. Um, I think... Even in your time too? In my time, I think Andy was by far the best. Thank you. I was just about to say that. So, uh, the footage of Andy... He, but um, he was just that... Didn't matter. It didn't even... He just... Everyone who treated it like sunset was this and hard to do or pipe was this hard to do... He just treated it like he didn't give a fuck. It was just a two-foot beach break, let's go, which was a weird attitude to take to, to, to any break um, because those waves could hand it back to you real quick, but uh, they never <laughs> seemed to to him. Crazy battle tonight only. Oh, oh yeah!
Now, uh, Kong, I've got a classic quote here, man, from Matt Warshaw, the encyclopedia of surfing himself. It's, uh, all right, I'll just read it out. This is what he had to say. Gary Elkerton took fifth place in the 1984 World Amateur Championships held in mostly crap surf at Huntington and Oceanside. The result didn't matter. He was the star. By comparison, everyone else was a small, pale, boring. Every time Gary set foot on the beach, the whole event simply tilted in his direction. It was the heyday of Kong. And while his best surfing was still ahead of him, in 1984, Elkton was at his absolute peak in terms of being ominous and mystifying. Fucker wore a right-hand-only black leather glove that year, and such was his power that it came off as cool. Are you kidding me? You wore one glove. One glove. One glove. That's a real... Is that because you didn't have a missus at the time and you just had to put the calluses on ice or what? Because <laughs> why would you wear a glove? Um, that's a really interesting thing. But what happened is that, um, I tell you, like, my whole... I, I always wanted to win everything in Australia before I went overseas. My club rounds, every single thing. And I won every single thing in Australia except one event. One that eluded me, and it still does. The Parbendal. So, Which, can you like give so, that some context, Parco? Because so, you won it to the par and Marbendel. Yeah, can you just oh. explain what it is? Oh. It's, it's the longest running comp in the world, right? Yeah, um, they were the long. They they basically were the pioneers of surfing around here, and um, they started a surf contest. They they, I guess, started a surf culture too, and. Mm. I guess the Sunshine Coast owes a lot of thank yous, and especially Caloundra, to Tamara and Power Bandle. And Jerry Lopez come well, in and yeah. that. Like, many, can Lopez I ask, come. was it Lopez, as big as Bell's Beach at the time? It was huge. It was like, as big as the Bell's the Beach event. I remember telling me, like, Lopez come, and they surfed the Lausanne Street, and it come up this day, and they took the, the Lopez out. He surfed, like, before, like, Moffat's Reef and shit, and everyone's like, wow, fucking freaking out. But... To cut that little thing into that, like, I'd won... I went, I went like, 1980, 81, I'd won Open and Junior Sunshine Coast titles two years in a row. So I was beating the Opens while I was Juniors two years in a row, four Queensland titles, uh, Australian title. I won that world title. And what happened was, in 82, 82 um, Tom Curran, the world championship was at Durambar, and I had to qualify in the Australian titles, and... I, I fell off and the board come back and whacked me in the leg twice and got 17 stitches. Couldn't do it. I went, fuck it. I've got to go, I want that fucking world amateur title to my thing. So I waited another four years, went to America, got third, went to France and turned professional. And that's kind of the whole thing that happened for me. But you know what's an indication? Like back then, you know, there's not 10 events. And there's no jet skis, no disrespect, and there's no all this stuff. But you know what we had? We had 32 events for the whole year. And 32 events, right? We were living, I don't know, we were living and um, there was all sorts of things going on I mean, around the world. I mean, look, <laughs> in saying that, that's really is true. I've been retired from the tour for 
And I'm thinking about taking a holiday and going back on. <laughs> it's Are you really? Back at the tour is a holiday, bro. When After think I saw you on that 20 the other day, that pool, I reckon you could still do it. No, I would not. Come on, mate. The only heat I'm surfing is our heat for Mr. Sunset title. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. But uh, look, the thing that Jed alluded to with that quote from Warshaw, and you see this, I, I read a, a similar quote in Surfing World, and, mate, you were just a fucking mind melter when you burst onto the scene. It was just some kid who had, no one knew about, who'd been living on a trawler, had never done school. All of a sudden, you're doing turns like this fucking thing. Like, is that one of the... Uh, that's like literally one of the best backhand turn shots I've ever seen in my life. I think that's at Red Bluff. It is. Yeah, for you those know, listening on know, the podcast, it's just a psycho backside fucking you know, speed hook in the pocket. I think that's mind. before Parker was born, but... Um, <laughs> listen, I... I didn't even think about that stuff that was happening. Honestly, I have to tell you this. I was just in it for the ride. I couldn't believe it. Like, I had a, 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 a company called Pasco Hopper Surfboards on the coast, and they come and saw my mum and dad, and they said one day, oh, this guy's going to make money, Kong's going to make money in this. And my dad went, fuck off, prawn fish me. He goes, he's fucking pulling in the nets the rest of his life. <laughs> and my dad was gnarly, man. I tell you what, if the rope wasn't curled that way... And I'll do it that way. In winter, out the back in the deep water in winter, he'd lock the doors. He goes, you fucking, get that fucking, 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 come back in here. Oh, he was gnarly, man. Oh, my dad was so gnarly. Like, he would go, and then I started surfing on the boat and stuff. And I the other stories. Like, and I go, I found, and I went, wow. I haven't found the swains yet. I haven't got to that story. Oh, my God, this one. Year. It was so perfect. I come in. And he, he's, he's picking the anchor up and he goes, beeping this, fucking waving his hands. I'm going. There was fucking 25 sharks in between there and the boat. They're going to paddle back out. I went, fuck, I can't, I'm all wrong. He, I see him get the tinny off and he's rowing in. Mm-hmm. I'm fucked. Anyway, there was many, many stories like what that. What about, about um, Colin, that. some of those misto sessions on those reef passes out there? Can you talk to us about, like, you must have, what, were you surfing them on your own? How old were you? Um, I was like 14, 15 years old. Um, you know, I, I already had a connection with Dady Taylor and uh, Wayne Kissick and uh, Specky from Stratty because I was surfing. That's where Dad liked to work. There was a lot of prawns there. And then, um, you know, me and Dady become really good friends and... Um, the, the years that uh, we surfed boulders and that and and then, you know, Double Island and then we discovered <laughs> which was just a whole other ball game. Yeah. Shh. <sighs> this is really fun. All right, should we go? Let's go. You want to do it? Failed. Right, I, I want to talk about two people with you guys. I, I think there's two people who have... Uh, played big roles in your lives uh, for different reasons. But the first person I want... Are you going to the piss tray? Uh, Ten push-ups every 30 minutes. <laughs> Just um, two. Just two. The first person I want to talk to you guys uh, about is Rabbit. Because, uh, you know, we do these podcasts all the time and, and Rabbit is... Mate, he had, he had his fingers in everything. He was, he, you know, he was the president of the ASP. He was, like, a world champion... He was pushing for pro surfing to even form itself. But he was a mentor to both of you guys at different times. I mean, let's start with you, Parker. You got the mic in your hands. 
What, what sort of what sort of character was Rabbit when you were a kid growing up, and, and sort of when you, you first came in contact with him? Yeah, well, he um, he took Dingo on at the time I moved to the Gold Coast, and Dingo was going through a pretty hard time at, at home. So Dingo lived between our house and um, and Rabbit's house, and he um, he used to take us to training a, f- a fair bit in the afternoon up to this uh, training race, and we'd go for a surf first, and every day we trained. He would never let us wear a leg rope because he become. You had to, if you're going to fall, you had to body surf to your board, and it was a fucking nightmare. I used to hate it. And um, but then later in life, I guess he became more of a, a role model to me. And I think think today, he's he's responsible for the dream tour. He's responsible for so much in fucking surfing. Fucking people don't realise how much how much. He had his finger on the pulse before someone else did, you know. This he, fucking povo little tweed battler with freckles fucking comes up hate, from the fucking gutter and just absolutely, he's invented fucking professional surfing. Mate, oh, no, and he's, he's fucking spent all his money just playing the Bricky's computer. Give it up for the fucking bubs, mate. Are you kidding me? God, that's so ironic because if you read his biography, he spent his whole childhood trying to get money out of the machines. Yeah, I know. And now he's still, still doing oh, it. Oh, they're just a different machine. It's just this one nowadays. <laughs> but, uh, out of yeah. the pinball. The Bricky's laptop, he just loves it. <laughs> um, but he was a... The Bricky's laptop. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was like... One thing, he formed the Dream Tour. He was the president of the ASP, but he was also like at, on the front and cutting edge of forming the junior surfing tour in Australia. And that really gave you guys the leg up you needed, Parco, to perform on that world stage. You had sort of like three or four years' experience of competing man-on-man before you even got to the, the big leagues. Yeah, definitely. He was – and, you know, I'll never forget one thing he said to me as a kid that it stuck with myself and a bunch of other kids was um, he talked about when I was with hanging with Mick and Dingo on our little rat pack – he said, oh, there's one of you, there's a little group of you guys on every corner and around the world. And I, I remember thinking, oh, fuck. I was hoping to be a pro surfer, but I guess I'm not. And, and it really inspired me to kind of think that until, until I was old enough to realise, hold on, there, there probably isn't. So uh, it was that little fuel that, that got me there to, to be like that. And talk to us about Bugs the Surfing Man, because I was watching Kong's Island and he's just like, you know, there's just so much grit uh, in his surfing. Yeah, what did you make of it all? Hey, no, we're not going to talk about Kong Island, mate. I didn't make a cent out of that. See these star trunks? I got fuck all. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the surf industry. (laughs) No, but um, on the bugs thing, just to back Joel up, uh, for me, he's just the most phenomenal character I've ever met. Still, he's um, so competitive. He was, like, he would, uh, you know, he didn't want to surf bugs, really. I mean, I... He was gnarly. I mean, those guys grew up with making no money and trying to plan this professional thing that's happening now. It's all because of Sean Thompson, Mark Richards, Wayne Bartholomew, and Bugs was the master of the game. He was huge. And i tell you how huge it was. Like, he's the guy who started the Australia Day at Sunset Beach. So what happened was... Because Sunset used to be, Pipeline was nothing. So if you didn't prove yourself at Sunset, you were nothing. And they would go, they would sit there with all the Hawaiians, the big Hawaiians, Eddie Aikau, all these guys that were charging massive waves. And they would wait 
to Sunset Beach got to 15 to 18 feet. And I mean massive. No leg ropes. These guys had no leg ropes, no jet skis, no fins, no nothing. And they would sit there and look at the Hawaiians, all these Aussies in cans, and, and they'll go, we're paddling out. And it's called Australia Day. You know about that. And they'd, they would paddle out and surf it, and the Hawaiians would not go out. It was just crazy stuff what those guys did to make, you know, my generation, like I was winning like five grand for event, whatever, I don't care about that. But the, it's really good to see Joel, like we're talking about Rabbit, what he got me and then we're, what, and it's all because of those guys, right? For sure. It's, it's a, mate, we, we as people, if you're a surfer lover, you, you know, regardless of whether you're a person who loves competitive surfing or just surfing, the guy inspired from, from both walks of life. Well, he got his fucking front teeth knocked out, didn't he, because of that? Yeah, I was going to ask you, Kong, what did you make of the treatment of him by the Hawaiians? Well, my first trip there was Jeff Hackman, I told you, right at the North Shore, met Bugs, Chappie Jennings, by the way, another really good friend of mine. There's the smallest guy I've ever seen on the planet. Biggest cock I've ever seen on a small guy. The, ball, <laughs> the balls are even bigger. I mean, that little fucker, I tell you what, he could charge shit. And I know he's a legend on the Gold Coast and you see him sometimes and he still appreciates it. But we got to Pipeline this day because Quicksilver said, Rabbit and Kong and, you know, we're doing this thing. And Bugs went, I'm surfing backdoor and you guys are going to fuck off down to Rock Piles. I went, where's Rock Piles? I mean, it's over there, the heaviest wave on the planet. It's got arms that stick out of coral like this. It's the most deadliest thing. And we would start pulling the barrels. And the local guys went, oh, Bugs already had his teeth knocked out. And that's when we become really good friends of Fast Eddie. I um, must thank Bugs too, you know, like Rabbit was... For what he set up in our dream tour thing, like I, I know, I know you guys didn't make a lot of money, but thanks to him, we we kind no, of we, we kind of cleaned up, and we were lucky enough to Joel. make good money. So, Joel, <laughs> Joel, hey Joel, he, he was a guy. He was a so guy. I, I, I've got a fucking I owe him beer every yeah. time I see him, and but you know what? Well, he, I he, think a beer. he was a guy that went not thirty-two events. Let's cut it down and make this perfect tour, and it's just amazing. He and made it look pretty, and all of a sudden, fuck, they were. There were big money was flying in and yeah. it was so great and it was thanks to he sold a dream which was surfing and and it's we thank him yeah. for it. Thank you, thank Bef- you, Bugs. Before we move on from Rabs, let's get a round of applause for Rabbit. He's the fucking godfather. God damn it, he's such a legend. Champion of the battler's hey, horn. He's be- a fucking Aussie battler, mate. Like yourself, Kong. Like yourself, Parker. Working class fucking legend. Hey, mate. Before before we leave, Bugs, though, like you were a grommet. You were. A, just this hyper talent, this ball of aggression, this guy who was just changing the world. Like, like I said, every comp report was like, oh, well, no one was surprised that Kong won that comp, right? But then you come into contact, you and Chappie, with Bugs. What sort of influence was he? Was he at the peak of his powers? Was he on the other side of his career? Because you three became known as a bit of a fucking wild unit. Well, back then, mate, there was no, uh, you know, mobile phones, so I'm not going to talk about that too much. Uh, but... Uh I can say we had a hell of a good time. And, and Bugs was amazing. And I think the first real encounter with Rabbit was um, with Quicksilver and they decided to make Kong's Island. And they said, they said, 
This is what they said to me in Chavin. Jack McCoy, God bless Jack McCoy. I want, if I could say two things right now and stand up right now, Jack McCoy has just survived something amazing. Just the most amazing guy, Green and All the stuff he's done for you. And you know, my, my heart's Sonny Garcia. I mean, that brother to me, I mean, damn it. Anyway, um, anyway, Jack's come up to me. I don't even know what he's talking. He goes, oh, we're going to make a movie. I was like 16 years old. He goes, Quicksilver's, um, they said they'll give you and Chappie 650 bucks and an ounce of weed. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What a deal. Yeah, yeah. It was a great deal back then. I thought, I thought, great. Anyway. Like, Where do I sign? Anyway, we're, 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 we're doing this thing, going around smoking bongs and making Kong's Island, and uh, little did we know that... Uh, so that's where the dream tour started. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And little did we know... In a golden and, cone. And Jack McCoy, and I know, I know... I know, you know, you've worked with, all that's foot, amazing, he's amazing. You know what, he he, he made Kong's Island, he he filmed it backwards. Like, you know, it's not like a film. Fuck it, they had three ounces of weed between you, so what have they made backwards? (laughs) (laughs) Not to mention all the acid. (laughs) Fucking hell. Oh, you knew it. Jesus Christ. There's fucking so much shit going on in that film, it's incredible. And then then we get a phone call and we go, oh, it's going to open at the Opera House. Yeah, how did you make the best surf movie with that budget? It opened at the Opera House. You're kidding me. And we walked into the Opera House. It opened at the Opera House. I swear to God. Can I just, can you just do one thing for the crowd tonight? Can you just wax your board and say, I want to go to Pipeline? (laughs) (laughs) Mad wax. There's there's one in every toilet, and I tell you, Joel, that um, (laughs) last year at the Quickie Pro, I walked into the piss trough at uh, the office, and there was a guy there, and I was pissing. You know, men, well, ladies don't get that because they squat, but we actually piss, right? And there's these little things in our toilet. Maybe the girls do know, but anyway, I'm pissing, and there's a little triangle thing, and the guy goes, (laughs) he goes, (laughs) yeah. I want to go, look at that, Mad Max. I want to go fucking Hawaii, mate. How fucking is that? This time I'm like, fuck. Using the urinal cake as Mad Wax. Hey, guys. Did you pick it up and wax it? Oh, I didn't. I was just, listen, I'm just blown away. I'm so stoked to be here talking to you guys about all my stories. And one of my biggest fans, honestly, this guy, for me, I have to say, on the planet, I've never seen someone so fucking smooth. You know, I had, I had, I, I, I had, I had a little bit of, little bit of shoulder rotation, but God, this guy, fuck me dead. I hate compliments and that'll do, right? <laughs> I, um, all right, all right, let's Guys, go. This, this is it. This is it. This is it. This is the moment we've you, all come you're in. You're going to lead into it. Oh, yeah, we all bought tickets to hear about you two and this next fella. In, both these guys intersected Kelly at different times, obviously. Uh, Kong at the start of Kelly's career, Parko in the middle or early start. I don't know where he is at. It's his, still going. Career. Yeah, it's still going. But, um, you know, he, uh, he inflicted a lot of pain on you guys, but he also brought out the best in you guys as well at, at different times. I'm going to start with you, Parko. We're talking about Kelly Slater, mate. <laughs> Who's he? Who's he? Well, tell us about your, you know, we've spoken about Kelly before on the potty with you, but, you know, now that you're looking at where he's at, what he's up to, uh, your rivalry over the years, how do you view 
how do you reflect on his his heats with you? The, I guess the the goat that we all call him is it's hard to uh, to uh, I watched black and white as a kid. He he was my idol. He was everything, and then he became the person, the hurdle in front of my dream. So that was one inspiration of me going, fuck, this is one way to get over my hurdle of, of beating you and uh, someone that I could almost not be around because it was, he was so, so, was like, I don't know, it was like being in the, the room with the hottest girl in the room that you had the biggest crush on, that kind of feeling where you couldn't talk and your lips sweated and you just, shot. That's, that's how it was until, until I made the tour and today, today it's fine. I mean, I just, I just don't have a problem with it, but, uh, yeah, fuck, I wanted to beat him bad. Can you just, just describe, like, this, this is so fascinating for all of us because he's just still there, he's still involved. But, I mean, how, when you were right there, when you were doing those hard yards, training the fucking house down, how did you cope with his energy around you? Because he's, he's always kind of like got little niggles going on. There's always a bit of gameplay. The head fuckery. Talk to us about the head fuckery. The head fuckery. The head fuckery is real. He's twisted up. His competing starts before the heat, you know, to talk. The, he's the most talkative person I've ever seen in a heat. And you almost got to be the Iceman like Mick because Mick will not talk an hour and a half before his heat. Till the moment it finishes. So you, he just gave up on Mick, but he could fucking talk to me. And I fucking hated it. <laughs> You're too nice. And I would just be like, he'd, he'd go, oh, how'd you go? How was your first one? And he'd be like, yeah, it was... F- oh, fuck. Nah, not even going to tell you. And he'd be like, how's your day? You know, anything. You'd just be like, shut the fuck up. Like, um, yeah, so it, it was really... Um, it was really there. I remember in one heat in... In, um, in Trestles, I was a long way in front and the fucker just started talking to me and I, I just went down the hole and he came back and beat me and I just went, oh, why? Why did I just... T-? I, I should have done what Andy would do and told him to go away or in a, in a very non-polite, nice way. I just wanted to say that. Wait, like, you wait, 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 We had Terry Richardson on the last program and yeah. his, his trick was just to elbow cunts in the back of the head. <laughs> Yeah. In heats. Well, I mean, it's really nice guy rules nowadays it's and gentleman rules. <laughs> so, but I want to say, um, but enough about mine. I want to talk about, because there is some really underground deep rivalries in surfing and one of the greatest rivalries in surfing is you and Kelly, because you were coming, you were in your prime of, on almost out and still power surfing or he's slipping and sliding around and he comes on. How did how did this how did this rivalry manifest for at the time? I've got a really good little story right now, Kelly. <laughs> Ke- you know what? Thanks to these guys, they've got the right chemistry right here because Joel happened his whole thing happened after me, and and I was after rab- ab- a rabbit. And then saw this Kelly Slater guy come in. You would have killed me if I was on tour with you. I would have just been your deer in the headlights. I, I, I was the worst guy. You didn't. You just didn't want to. Um, not even. Um, yeah, I was. Uh, can I just put some? No, hey, Colm. Can I ask you a question, Martin bro? Potter, Derrico, Damien Hardman, fucking. You know what? I'll tell you something right now. You know why I'm really pissed off? Like, I'm really fucking pissed off about my career, and I'll let you fucking know it right now. 
right? Because, this could be because very the memorable. Year, the first year I got second in the fucking world, right? Second in the world. You know what the fuckers did? The OSP. They went, oh, we're going to extend it down to fucking Manly. Fantastic. That was the year there was two contests at Sunset Beach back to back. I was number one in the world. I should have won the world title in Hawaii. It was mine. It was done. You heard the man. Went down to man. Went down to Manly. To two, two foot fucking Manly to Damien Hardman, and we had to do this thing in the semi-final. He was out there, and I was here. And this is the rule right then. If he caught that wave, I wasn't allowed to catch it. I needed two point three. I wasn't allowed to catch the wave. He just rode the white water in. Did nothing. I wasn't allowed to catch it. And I lost the world title by that. And you know what the next day? They changed the fucking rule. Am I upset? Yeah, Whoa. I'm pretty fucking upset. Whoa. Whoa. Anyway, the next one, I won't go into that. Fucking there's lots of them. If you want me to blow up. How many? Two, three, four? Well, then Curran had a fucking retirement thing and he come back. And, um, and um, he just fucking the American, ASP moved to America and it was just like fucking lost by 0.0 fucking one of a point again. I was like, fuck, do you want to stab myself to death? <laughs> fucking kill me. So the next year, the third one, what happened is that I had to get through the pipe contest in a semi-final to get the current at sunset because I knew I had his number. And... What happened there is that I won the first ever triple crowned non-Hawaiian. That's fucking massive. I, I won the second one. So Derek Ho was the only one to win two. So we're at Pipe and, like, Derek Ho, like, they just want the triple crown shit to happen, right? So we're at Pipe and I need two points on the semi-finals. I get to Sunset, I've got Karen's dial, right? Michael Ho dropped into me and grabbed him on the shoulder and he went, you know what, fucker? He said something. He goes, you know what, fucker? You're out. You're out. And he knocked me out of the event and that was the third world title loss and I was pretty well gutted over that. And, um, and I can tell you years later, those guys are really good friends of mine. I love the Hawaiians. And they come back and apologise, the whole thing. But i tell you one thing to finish that story, three world masters titles back to back. The first one, when I walked down the beach, and it was so funny, Joel. You know what I said to those guys? I walked down and said, you got no fucking chance, motherfucker. I'll fucking, I'll fucking, I'll fucking rip your fucking heart out. But um, we were really ruthless people. And going back to Kelly Slater, he learnt that from my generation of being that. And um, he, he's the most ruthless competitor ever. And um, I'm not going to go into that story just yet. Well, let's, why don't we go into it? Because, sure. well, look, man, Mate. here's the thing. Um, here's the thing. Have a breath, Kong. And this is, this is a, a, a big section in your life because you, you were the brash, you were Kong. You were an animal. You were well, an absolute the, well, fucking the, lunatic. Well, the, listen, the only guy that can back this up is Robbie Page. And he's living somewhere down there, smoking bongs and joints and Fuck living yeah, on a Robbie, hash. Fuck yeah, Robbie. Keep on you, mate. Keep you know a plant-based Robbie he, wherever you are. Robbie Page is a legend as well. So we're on Reunion Island and Kelly Slater has this thing back then. You weren't even on tour then. But he had this thing, he had this thing about coming up and, like, touching you. And, like, you know, he does what he does. 
I remember a little story of B. Durbeach, just to go a little bit further forward. B's with Taryn, his wife, at a contest, and I'd been training B, and B had his fucking number. He walked past B in a semi final. He goes, That's not the same chick you were at the last event. All right, Swillians, just letting you know, we spoke to Bede about this and he has a version of this story that is similar but not the same. That's true as God no, showed me, did. Bullshit. I'm kind of bullshit. No, no, ask Bede. No, I got it. No, I got it. Listen to this one. So, Pagey, we're in Reunion Island, six to eight feet. Pagey goes, here he comes. We're in a little tent back then, not like you guys have big fucking, you have your own little fucking sharks and stuff, surfboards and shit. Can I? Um, we're a little tent, right? Pagey goes, this is ringing on, he goes, Pagey goes, let's get out the back of the tent, go around the back at six days. And we went out the back of uh, ringing on, and I, if you know, it's full of, you don't do that, it's full of, anyway, he's come out of, nailed him completely. He's beaten me 32 times. I got to the beach, I was stoked. I'm an old fucker. I got to the beach, I went, fuck, Kelly, how are you? This is where Kelly didn't tell the story. And he went to me, he went, and he spat in my face and went, fuck you. Okay, whoa, hold up. Sorry, Swellians, but spitting in someone's face is a huge call. It is a massive, massive thing to say that someone would do. And to be honest, it just doesn't sound like something Kelly would do. So in the interests of Gold Cone Peace winning journalism, we got in contact with Kelly over Instagram and he got back to us and he was pretty bummed. So this is what he said. That never happened. I would never disrespect a competitor like that and I'm super bummed to hear that he would even insinuate that I would do such a thing. I would expect a slap in the head immediately following spitting in someone's face. Totally boggling the mind to hear this. Maybe he just wants to believe it was a bigger deal to me that he beat me than it was. I want the record to show that's totally incorrect and has never been my approach to a loss. I might be pissed off and hate losing to Elko, but I would never spit in a person's face. So there you go, that's the goat. He uh, was not happy that Elko had thrown out this uh, accusation. And the very next night, we had a live show in Coffs Harbour and our guest on the show was Pagey. And uh, Pagey could not back up the story either. So we love you, Kong, but I think you got this one wrong, mate. And I'll stand up. Robbie Page is the guy to tell it. Robbie Page knows it. And Robbie Page, I was about to go like that. That deserves that. No, no, Pagey grabbed me. He goes, the next contest is G-Land. Grudgigan, he goes, you can pull him into the jungle and bash the fuck out of him there. And I went... <laughs> and well I played. Went, and I like Pagey. He's a good friend. I went, oh, he made sense there. Oh, sorry. I'll fucking just walk off, right? Got to G-Land. Got to the... This is G-Land right here. This got, is it. Yeah, got to the, got to the, got to the, the, the uh, semifinals and my caddy was Simon Law. And he said one thing, I'd never got a 10 in my life, ever. Simon Life, Simon Life, he's just a legend of a bloke. Anyway, so I'm in the battle. No, Kelly paddles out and Kelly's punched himself in the face like this. <laughs> you almost missed then. With and I went, no, no, you know, no, 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 I told him, I said, hey, come over here. I'll fuck you up right now before this thing. I'll give you a little fucking knuckles because... You... 
Because I'll, t- I'll tell you another story that I'm going to drop right... Stay on this one. Stay no, on this no, one. No. I want to know what no, happens. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. i got to drop this one in between. No, no. no, no stay no, on no. this one. Stay we on the Kelly closure. story, please. We need closure. Stay on the Kelly story. So what happened? What happened? What happened is I was in the lead and he needed a 9.4 and there was like a minute and 30 seconds to go. A grudge again. I don't even know that way, but it's the most... I, I don't know a wave on the planet like this. It. It, it was just... a grudge or grudge It was like, who cares, it, Kong's in the grudge again. And <laughs> oh, 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 by the way, oh, yeah, it goes from Kong's. Oh, you want to know that story? It was anyway, a fucking grudge one. or right. Anyway. Jungle um, grudge. No, hang on, not finished yet. Anyway, so with a minute to go, this wave comes and I'm going... And he's paddling for it. I'm going, he's got it. I'm going, you're a seppo, motherfucking butter, <laughs> fucking yes. yakka, fucker. And he took off and I looked around. I think the first time in my life I went, there was a bigger and better one. And Simon Law said to me, he goes, if you get your first fucking 10 ever, you know what you do? You know what you do? Because the judging, you know, the podium's on the reef there, the big thing and all that stuff. You pull out your gun. Fucking shoot the judges and put them back in the fucking holster. I've got this barrel and I'm fucking going through right to speedies and I fucking come out, get spat out the fucking end. I need a 9.9. I shoot the fucking judges. I put them in the holster. Put them in the gun. Fuck you. And fuck Kelly Slater. It's not finished, it's not finished, not finished. The owner of Quicksilver called Alan Green's like my second father who flew in on a helicopter and I was having dinner with Alan Green that night and I told him the story and I said, if he doesn't come up in about 45 seconds, I'm going to go down. Because, you know, I've been to G-Land many times before. I'm going to drag him out in the bushes and I'm going to give him a real good fucking servant. I'm going to tie him up and beat the fuck out of him. I love this guy. Don't get me wrong. But anyway, he, out, out of the darkness, this bald-headed badger come up the stairs. Oh, fuck. Okay, mate. I said, you're the luckiest fucker on the planet, dude, because I was about to fucking smash you. And you know what? You know what? He, to this day, is one of my best buddies, and Erica knows that. I took her down to the Quickie Pro the other year, and he was the first guy that come and goes, hey, let's have lunch together. He's a classic. He's awesome, right? He's a competitor. He's a competitor at the highest level. Oh, fucking you two together pretty much are, I'd say. Fuck <laughs> oh, yeah. And, I'm, and, I'm, and you know what? So, Blakey interrupted me before. I'll tell you another story about Kelly. Sorry. And now, this is, a very, this is a very important one. Very important one. This is in Hossegor, France. I moved to France in 1982, 27 years. I had Hossegor fucking dialed. It was 10 to 12 feet. It, go have a piss. Go have a piss. It's that way. It was 10, it was 10 to 12 feet, right? And um, it was a semi It was a final, actually. And um, I paddled out. I knew Hossegor like the back of the hand. I paddled out. I was already out the back. It's 10 to 12. I was in position. Well, Kelly Slater... <laughs> this is the God on a strike me dead. He tried to paddle out three times. He couldn't get out. He couldn't get out the back. So you know what they did? They went, oh, we're going to go on hold till Kelly gets out the back because Kong's been out there fucking 45 minutes waiting to start the heat. How fucking good's that? That's a bloody outrage, it is. 
fucking outrage. Anyway. You're joking. When Kelly and, and that, that crew, you know, the, the momentum generation, they called them, when they came on tour, uh, you went through a transformation probably earlier than that, but, but coming into that time, you, 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 like, you, you let go of Kong. Kong was gone. You became Elko. And, and, and let me just, like, let me just tell you a story. Like, I was uh, working at tracks. I was, uh, I think I was 17 at the time. And we came around to interview you after Bells. And you were sitting in front of a, an open fireplace down there with a, a skivvy on. You fucking looked sensational. You, you, you looked fit. You had great hair. And um, fuck, you were the biggest wanker I'd ever met in my life. I couldn't believe it. But I, Mate, I had, like, I had fashion before fashion was uh, fucking but born. Here's the <laughs> thing. Like Parco went on the about the black fashion. glove. Do you know the black glove? You know what that yeah. was about? You know what that was about? Michael Jackson. What a fucking legend. I thought, fucking I'll just no. fucking but, roll but, that fucker all the way out. Why but can I just say this? You had, a, you had a, a person that you were and you were surfing for world titles and at some point you dropped the Kong, you dropped the animal and you wanted to be a professional and you wanted to fucking win that world title and you did basically a pretty similar thing to what you did, Joel, where you... You went, all right, the Cooley Kids days are gone. I'm ready to win a world title. I'm going to fucking knuckle down and I'm going to fucking win, right? So it's a similar sort of story. Right when you did that, the new school came along. And, and you, were the, you were the leader of the fucking old ways. You were the fucking, the number one guy representing power surfing and all these fucking other guys were doing this trendy surfing that was starting to, like, change the world. And you were off it. So can, can you tell me... How real was it? How real was the fucking war between okay. those kids and you? And were they fucking it actually... Was ma- it was massive. It was, so yeah. ba- it was so massive. I had the three world titles I lost. I made a decision on those three world titles. I wasn't going to smoke dope, root hookers, and go out and party for all the boys. Sound strategy. Sound strategy. No, that's honestly, because back in the day, like, we... we there was no... So, like, <laughs> we just had a great time. And I decide I'll change the name Gary Elkerton and we'll... And meanwhile, like, Slater's coming through and, listen, like I said with Joel, I knew... I, I knew... I knew Daryl before and I knew him in nappies and so it's so fucking hilarious. And those three years, I went, fuck, I'll do the best I can. I won't pull any cones and I'll just fucking... Well, if I had a gold one, I might fucking pull one right now if you got it. But, um, anyway... Um, <laughs> Um, and I don't, no, sorry. But um, I, I kind of wanted those three years that I got second. And the only regret that I've got with that is that I have to say there's some... And I'm not going to mention any names right now who's working with me right now to get myself... You wouldn't recognise me a year and a half ago. I was 140 kilos. Anyway, um, there's people now that have this knowledge of training and how to get yourself in peak performance, which these guys got. We never had that. It was like, oh, my God, Lucy's having a party. Whoa. I feel the boys going around. Anyway, um, yeah, it was kind of all, yeah, what, all around the world. What were the training regiments in your day, Kong? Like, I mean, I, I'm, I'm thinking, like, Karen Rue carcasses around or slabs of prawns. Like, I don't know. Nah, there was none of that, mate. There was none of that. It was pure surfing. Listen... I can honestly say, I can honestly say, like between eighty-five um, and and uh, ninety-one were the best years of my surfing. Um, I, I I just 
I look back now, I didn't know it then, I look back now and I look at Joel and I, I see the evolution. I saw Martin Potter the first era there and I see all the, I, I've seen the whole evolution and I saw this guy come through as well. And it's just amazing what they've done in surfing. I know a lot of people out here mightn't like what WSL is and all that stuff and judging all that stuff, but the level is just amazing what the surfing's yeah. going on and we never imagined that back then. But what I want to know from you now in retrospect is like you moved to France, you were leading the, the you know, you were leading the power game against these new schoolers. How do you reflect on that time? Well, the first person that came on was, was, um, was Kelly. Joel and, and Mick and, and Dingo and, um, you know, they weren't around right then. They come a little bit after, but um, it was huge. And I was, can, can I ask Joel this question, right? This is the hardest thing I've ever had to face in my fucking life, right? Losing a world title, they changed that. Another one, another one. I saw Joel go through that. And you, listen, dude, I'm going to tell you. Your family, from right from your dad to Daryl, the whole thing, has been a passion in my heart. I love these guys, and you know that. I don't have to go into it. And I saw you go, oh, and I went, fuck, this... It was like... And then you did it. He fucking got the world title. And you know what? With J-Dub, with J-Dub, with this guy being here, uh, listen, we got five fucking, we got five fucking right. uh, triple crowns. Triple, is that right? Five? Yeah, yeah. How many you got? Three. What the and fuck? How many you got? Motherfucker. How I many? got two. Uh, <laughs> and J-Dub's got one. So listen, the Sunshine yeah. Coast is healthy. And you know what? Um, I'm so stoked in this guy. Thank I can't you. give any more. It's not about me. Listen, this guy took it to a whole new level in, and what he's done for kids and the whole deal. We didn't have that, we didn't have that thing to do, but, and you're doing it. I uh, Definitely. Thanks. Thanks for that. that was a, I think that was an Elko compliment right there from... Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to put that down for a second. It's fucking, look how warm that is. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking hot, mate. It's not just oh, mate. It's just let it burn me, burn me. <laughs> you are on fire, I must say. But um, yeah, I, I, you know the the difference when you say that about that about winning a world title and getting a few seconds. It's the most haunting thing you'll ever go through. And do you know what this photo up there is? Me winning a world title, and the only reason someone said it to me the other day, I went, I never lost a heat. I just ran out of time. That's it. That's it. Or oh, that's like, never give up. And you have that attitude about you. You just don't give up. That's pipe. Yep. Great advice. Pipeline 2012, the moment Parko gave us all. Yeah, was, so tell us fucking about it. amazing. What was it, it look like from the beach, Con? Well, we, like Parko's house, the Billabong house, was on fire, which is they, right in front of fucking back door. Do you mind and I'm like, do you want to tell my story? And he's giving out cigars after he won. I've still got the cigar. <laughs> they, at the when he won it, they gave out all these cigars. I've got to tell you, it's, it's my daughter's thing. But we're so proud of you. And you know, for the Sunshine Coast, like absolutely awesome. Thank you, man. Yeah, we all were, mate. I don't often, I don't often open up about it, but Parko's opening up about the world title. Shush. Yeah. I was, I just, I was on my way to being the most losing surfer ever, and that's, I've said it before. Before me. Before you and Shane Haran. Oh, I was Shane. looking at, I was going to be the most losing with five seconds, and that moment it happened, I just, 
I was, you know, never, I wasn't going to give up or whatever, but there is so many things that happened the day I got to win my world title that pointed me in that direction with that attitude from so many small things. From my very first wave of the day to, this is one thing not many people in the world know. There's about four people or five people, maybe I've told the story once before, but it was pretty drunk late night on my couch. And that in the morning, when I woke up, the guy in Hawaii always takes care of me, Uncle Brian. He sits. He sits with me. And I fuck, he's, he wakes up at four o'clock. So he's in my yard at five in the dark. And Uncle Brian's one of the nicest old local Hawaiian legends there. He's, he's like proper OG, you know, Hawaiian. And anyway, so I get up. And all, all I look out the window and it's pitch black. It's about quarter to six. It doesn't get light till about quarter past. And alarm goes off and I sneak down. I didn't want to wake Mon or, or the baby up. And I, I open the door and Brian's there. And as soon as I walk out, I was like, how's it look? Because I thought it was going to be on. And he's like, it looks okay. I'm like, all right. I made a cup of tea. I've walked back out and I've stood next to him. And he's got about a kilo of uh, coffee that he drinks and... I'm a tea drinker, and um, this this fucking Freddie P was the first person to paddle out, and Freddie P gets his wave, and as he's paddling out, as he's flicked off and paddling back out, this meteor shower goes across the top of pipe and back door, and it was dead set, like going the direction of what back door goes. Full meteor shower wasn't on the radar, wasn't meant to happen. There were three rocks that just blew across, and I went. Wow. And he's like, you see that, bro? Going to be a good day. Good day. <laughs> I was like, fuck. No way. It's going to be epic. And I was like, I'm going to grab my board, finish my tea, run out. And I usually paddle in the dark because you don't know how big or how many sets it's going to be. I usually paddle would paddle from the pipe side and paddle out. And I went, fuck, today's my day. It looked flat. I'm just going to paddle through back door over, over that bad end section. And I've just paddled out. I've barely got my hair wet. I think I ducked off one wave. And then as soon as I paddled out into the spot, there was this wide section that just thing loomed up. I just took off. It was half dark, got really barreled, spat out, and I just went, this is going to be the best day. Fuck off. I just want to say thank you. Oh, my God. Well, I was there and it was fucking epic. And it was epic. Because after the the three world losses, like, when you lose three... When you lose one world title, another one, and the third one, you you, you can't even imagine how to come back from it. Joel did it. Joel did it. He changed his life in that thing. He's from the Sunshine Coast... Moffat's Beach, the fucking, uh, fucking, oh, I fucking Thanks. love it. Yeah, come on, Paco. Up the swellers. Up the swellers. So nerd. Hey, mate, thanks so much for sharing that. I mean, I've heard a lot of stories about your world titles over the years. I've never heard that one. I think everyone in this room is pretty privileged to hear that story. Thank you. Yeah, that's, thank you. I, that, that one holds dear to my heart, and I appreciate you fucking let me blast and- it out. And this guy's heart's so big. I tell you what, like, you know, he does the Grum thing and all that stuff. But, like, that day, that day, you've got to imagine this. Like, Billabong owns a house there and he's there. And I've been up there and I'm hanging there and I'm seeing Joel and all that stuff. And he's in his world and all that. But when it was finished and he come back, he gave out these Paco cigars. 
with Parco on it. Well, you know, back then I smoked a couple of joints and I thought that you're supposed to inhale it. I nearly fucking died. <laughs> no, seriously. I fucking put that thing, I shelved it, and it's still on my It's not my a fish bench. whistle, Tom. <laughs> and I went, fuck, the cunt tried to kill everyone. It was epic. It was epic. Mate, I'm, I'm glad they weren't Bondi cigars, Smithy. They, um, so, <laughs> guys, we're, uh, we're, we're heading into the last section of the night. Thanks so much for coming out and enjoying the swellians. Ain't that swell? So right now, we're going to open up the floor to you guys, the swellians. So if you've got a question, have a think about it. Guys, we're going to give a, uh, a Billabong times Metallica collab pack to the best question. So uh, Metallica and uh, Billabong have come together. they got like the five drops, I think, Ride the Lightning, Kill Em All, and Justice for All, the fucking best albums I ever heard when I was a grommet. So uh, if you want 500 bucks worth of that cron, come up with a question, and if you win, it's coming your way. So uh, let's get it happening. Who's got a question? Shane. Hey, Shane, where are you from? Uh, Liverpool. Yeah. I've got a limerick for Kong. Oh, he's got a pre-prepared limerick. Oh, my God. Wow. All right. There might be a couple of limericks doing around. If anyone's got a limerick and would like to offer it, uh, up to the this harsh, harsh crowd. Bubba. He's just scrolling through dick pics. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Gary. This is for you, mate. There's an island somewhere and Kong's got the proof where he coned himself stupid, to tell you the truth. He dragged corn to the max, shagged Ross Clark Jones' girl in mad wax. (laughs) (laughs) And was clearly the best actor in doped youth. Yeah, Yeah, well said. Have a cone, Pete. Who's got a question? Anyone got a question for the, the crew? Down front here. Yeah. Thanks, Connor. Oh, this is guys out there. Oh, Mate, professional that was epic. i got to say, that was like... <laughs> oh, what's your name, mate? Where are you from? Yeah, it's Joel. Hey, Joel. How you going? A couple of Joels. A couple, couple of fucking legends, mate. <laughs> You're a boy. Uh, I... I just surf for fun, and I wonder how the fuck you get the uh, energy to professional surf. Like, it's just such a... When you're in the ocean, it gives you everything, and all of a sudden you've got to be competitive. How hard is it for both of you guys? Like, it doesn't matter who you're surfing against, but how do you get in the ocean and go, oh, all of a sudden I'm going to be, like, a competitor? Like, football's football. Like, you know, surfing's fucking hard. Like, it's just a, such a relaxing sport, and... Yeah, great. Good question, mate. good question. Honest, Co- honestly, question. Piece, mate. Oh, sorry. Hook that one. There you go. There's a couple. Hey. Hey, uh, I'd just like to add to that too, Parker. I was right. Re- oh, you want a gold cone, Kong? Mate, you can have fucking as many cones. There you go, mate. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got another one. I just want to add to that, Parker. I was reading an article today and they were talking about the, the mental health issues associated with a lot of cricket players just because the nature of the sport's so drawn out and just the, the amount of the waiting game, it just kind of wears people's souls down, the anxiety, the stress, the constant stress. Um, yeah, can no, you relate to that? Definitely. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, I often wonder with, with myself, like, fuck, this is a sport we should be enjoying. But then I would think... Not long ago. I would think about my dad, who was a bricklayer for, since he was 16. He's 63, he's still a bricklayer. And he laid his first bricks here. And I would complain about being jet-lagged or surfing and not having a good set. And I'd just say, oh, shit, there's, there's, don't complain. Get on with it. It could be... Have it a fucking matter. crack. Fucking no, hell, that's a bit of working class logic for you, ladies and gentlemen. Well played. Honestly, I just, my dad, I couldn't, every time I'd come home, I couldn't complain to him because he's a bricklayer. So I just went, oh, fuck it, I'll just move on with it. <laughs> Love that. Anyone else got a question? Great question. Thanks, mate. Thanks, y'all. Hey, this one's for Joel. Um, it's Adam here. I brought that, um, that board off a good mate of mine to show you today. Um, apparently... Explain the board, Adzi. Can you uh, give us a... Well, um, I'll let Joel do it. Can you tell us... We heard a little bit about what Gary was like in his first trip to Hawaii. One, was it your first trip? Two, tell us the best wave you got on it and tell me what the dimensions are. Uh... What memories does the board bring crazy. back to you? This, uh, this was my first trip to Hawaii. I was 14 years old. Um, I went for, I went for um, six weeks to Hawaii. I was 14 and I just can't believe my parents let me go. Like, yeah, I, um, I don't know exactly the waves I caught on it. They were probably pretty shitty, but uh, I, I was, yeah, I was 14. And 14 years old. Talk to us about that. Unchaperoned or how did, the, you, know, how did you survive, mate? Um, were they giving you lelays and pakalolo at the airport? Uh, or? No, um, Margo, Margo, Brendan Margerson was my, was my uh, he was looking after me, as, as was uh, Shannon North, who's the boss of Billabong today. Rasta, Dingo, myself, and, and, and anyway, I spent Christmas there and I flew home on the 4th of January to go to the Trax Cadet Cup, right? <laughs> and Margo put a kilo of mincemeat in my bag and I got stuck in customs. <laughs> And that was a classic gag. Yeah. Well played. Margot Margo was responsible for looking after me, but also giving me the worst grommet abuse of my life. Really? He was he a was, hard taskmaster, Margot. He was Margo. the nicest. Everyone loves him. For, for a while, I hated him. He was the worst. He used to... Margot used to grommet abuse me so bad. The one time in Ballina Pizza Hut, when he tied me up with my shoelaces together and stripped me nude and put me at the front in a glass, and I hopped around and hid behind a... Hey, I was hiding behind a clean-away bin and they were all laughing the whole restaurant. 14-year-old, no pubes, just, just <laughs> fucking devastated. Oh. I'm still scarred from it. Yeah, that's pretty scarring. It's also a classic gag, though. Uh, any, more, any more questions? Oh, yeah, Adzi, you have a cone piece, mate. I'll have a couple here. Treat yourself. Yeah, there you go. Ding, ding. Boys, uh, what about G-Land next year, 2020? Um, I just want to ask Kong, if he's, if he's going to nominate a heritage heat, would he be in it? And uh, what do you think that wider implication is for the like coral reefs and the planet as a whole if we're going to places like G-Land? I love that segue, WSL competitions. That was great. If you're in a heritage heat... Who would you be up against? And what are the fate of the coral reefs, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> Tenuously, but I'll pay it. Have a cone, sir. 
Next level question. <laughs> um, is that for me? So good. All right, so. I reckon both. It was, it was for Kong. I reckon yeah. both. It Elko. Oh, sweet. Oh, the, co- <laughs> the, the coral reef. Um, yeah. Uh, I'll never tell you about the Swains, ever. But what I will say is that us humans have... Who do you far- want to take down in a heritage heat, Kong? If you, if you could go out in a heritage heat, would you? And who would you want? Well, see, I, I don't need to do that because I've won three World Masters events back-to-back. So I've, I've done my shit. Um, and I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. I, I lost three world titles really close. But I'll tell you what, every one of those motherfuckers, Derek Ho, Damien Harner, you know what I said when we were walking down the beach? I don't play fucking games. I just go straight up and go, hey, you know what, motherfucker? I'm going to fucking smoke your fucking ass. And I'll fucking, you know what? Wow, all this talk this, about smoking this, this, ass no, makes no, me no, hungry. No, listen, no, mate, listen. I fucking no. don't have it. Oh, and sure, you sure. know what? The only thing that's made me feel good in myself is that those three World Masters titles back-to-back where Quicksilver, and I can tell you what right now, I won the first one. It was made for Tommy Carroll, but fucking little... He's good at pipe, but fuck him. You know, he's all right. <laughs> anyway, smoke. Anyway, got free back-to-back. I walked away from that, and I went to one the other year, and you know what? I felt I wanted to be there because there was Sonny Gus here. There was all sorts of friends there. I wasn't up to it. I wasn't fit for it. I think there should be more of that. I think that, like... Like, even now, like, with these guys, like, there should be a place where you have... Let's not call them masters. That's bullshit. Because I'm doing the best fucking... Well, I won't go to that. And, um, anyway, um, I think there should, should be more of that, you know, for, you, for the whole thing to make the... You know no, what? No, no, no. I'm eight months retired. I'm fucking enjoying not surfing those things. <laughs> I'm never going to surf a heat again for, for, any, for anything important. Can I say oh, something? Come on, Parker. Can I just say something? Can I just say something? No, can I just say something about this guy that's really impressive for me? And like the whole family, the Parkinson family, I've known for so long. It's just unbelievable. But this guy, when he come, when he said that I'm retiring, you know the first thing he did? He took his family and he embraced it. And said, "We're just going to hang out together, go surfing, go fishing, go travelling." And you know what? That's, that's the huge. first time I've ever seen that in pro surfing. And I've got to give that to Thanks, you, bro. bro. Fucking no, that's you. Like the time when you told Potts when you told your phone number that day. You remember that? Greatest Elko story for me. So Elko wins his world title in the Masters. He beats Martin Potter, and I'm, I just happened to be flying into Biarritz at the time in, in France. I'd been partying in Paris, <laughs> and um, and I fly in, and Elko's there. After all, they're all here, and I went, "Can I get a ride?" And he goes, "Yeah, yeah fuck." Potts had to go to he was living at Bedard or somewhere. Bedard, yeah. yeah, and um, you were going more north, so I got a ride with Elko. No, no. <laughs> you, when you went, you wound down your window. You wound down his window. They're leaving the airport. <laughs> I'll never forget it. And I was like, so you won, congratulations, how's it finally? Yeah, yeah, mate, I fucking killed it. Fuck, I got three fucking nines, fucking yeah, fucking smoking. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and then he goes, he turns around and he goes, oh, fuck, it's Potts, hold on. <laughs> Wides the window down, he goes, Potts, I'll give you a call. 
actually, give me a call. My number's 9989. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, are you fucking kidding me? You actually just went, you told him your scores you got him to call you on. Uh, Is that true? Is that true? Right, I took it away. Perfect. Guys, no, no, I'll get him back up. Only But um, Surf Call was meant to be here tonight. And uh, he isn't here because there's a national emergency. But um, Yeah. Surf Call, uh, you're right. Sorry. He's, he's not here because um, his dad's farm's burned in Tari. So, big... But, yeah. It's all them fucking magazines call? he's got stored in the garage, mate. <laughs> but what it is. Idiot. You, got, you guys got some sick merch. What I want to hear is if Surf Call had some merch, what would it be? Would it be like Pally's three, quarter, three quarters or what, what, what would you give for, for Surf Call merch? I'd say those kind of super thin Arnett sunnies that used to leave like a G-string tan on your face when you left them on there too long. I reckon it'd be... Rattle uh, snake skin fucking Oakleys from fucking 1984. <laughs> custom made with the Pipe Masters trophy fucking right there. Demo. You want to talk about gas Crazy. helmets? Yeah, yeah, get yeah, that up, yeah. Good question. Yeah. Last question. Who's got one? Connor, can we get one last question? Oh, at down front. Let's get this guy down front. He looks like a Metallica fan too. Uh, what's your name, mate? Skins. Uh, boys, uh, I'll ask this to both, and I've interviewed a lot of legendary surfers thanks to Kong, who introduces me to a lot of people. But apart from competition surfing, what's the best wave you've ever had and where? Here you go, That's sir. a real nice question. Last two cone pieces. Enjoy, mate. That's amazing. Um... I love that. Are you a surfer yourself? I love that because, like, that's usually a, what a 10-year-old boy asks, and I love that you're still a surf stoke person, and that's awesome. Um, most, uh, uh, the best wave I've ever, I've ever had in my life, I'd never made. Um, it was a wave on a, on a pretty remote place in Hawaii on another island that I can't say that I got barreled. Like that kind of barrel for 30 seconds and I fell out the end and that was it. Um, yeah, not too much I can say about it. It was the greatest vision of my life. That's the reason I surfed. And, and what would happen if you did, uh, did let slip on that, mate? <laughs> what would happen if you let slip on the, uh, the name or location of that wave, you reckon? Oh, there'd be about 40 big Hawaiian dudes. <laughs> well, have you got a wave, mate, that sticks out? This is the last answer of the night, by the way. So have you got a wave that sticks out in your mind as something that you just couldn't believe well, I've had still many, I've, I've, I've had many at Sunset Beach, but I do have to say, listen, I went on in my career, I didn't get any... Everyone's getting 10s. And that one with Simon Law, when you pull the guns out, was the most exhilarating thing that ever happened. And it's on footage. You can see it on YouTube. And the guns come out and they go bang, 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 and put it back in. It was pretty good. And it was... Uh, you know what? I say Grudgigan is probably the most perfect left-hander I've ever seen on the planet. There you go. Love you guys. Smitty, what's the deal, mate? Uh, who is this remarkable man? Well, Adzi's a local school teacher from up this way, and uh, the fucking mad genius that he is, he makes boards, surfboards, out of recycled rubbish. So, like, that surfboard there, 
Uh, I mean, as you'll, you'll talk you through it, but it's a fucking genius idea. And I'm waiting for one of the big surfboard manufacturers to step up and start turning, uh, you know, so much of this fucking toxic waste into something usable. Uh, Adzi, come, come and give us, uh, you just explain, man, the process of uh, how you make a board out of fucking trash. Um, just before, because we're walking off the stage right now, and I know this is really important, I just want to say one more thing. If I can. God, you're a beautiful man. If I can. Think about this, guys, when you go home tonight. Think about this. Five triple crown champions in the room right here. First ever the winner. Follow this guy. J-Dub is six. You know what? Our fucking history on the Sunshine Coast. You know what? Don't worry about the Gold Coast. It all happens up here. We've all got it. Love you guys. All the best. Uh, we might have we might have five uh, triple crowns there, but um, these guys said that I was uh, 2018 swelling of the year, so I might not have the triple crown, but I don't think they've been swelling of the year. Um, yeah, I chucked together a bunch of architectural moulding foam, tweak a bunch of stuff, get timber out of the bin. Um, even the paint was scavenged from the bin from work. Um, glued together with foaming polyurethane glue and made specific for um, Jed's desires. He asked for shark... Shark deterrent stripes and red, and that what he got. Um, so we had limericks earlier, but I have a bit of a, a swelling anthem. I'm gonna let you guys sing along with the chorus. There's only a couple of lines, and if you've been listening to these guys for as many years as me, you'll recognise heaps of the things that are in it. I had planned a long time ago for it to be like a rockin' version, but I never got enough time to practice it, so it's going to be more like the John Denver version. Ah, up the swellings Best surf podcast ever known to man Shredheads, waxheads, kooks and barney swellings Ah, up the swellings So you can do that bit when I get to it There's a grom named Jeddon Growing up in South Bondi He's been chasing booty cones and footy Was all he knew When he discovered surfing Was all downhill from there Copped a mal to the noggin He was out cold Then a vision came upon him what his future would be A way to combine the surfing and the suds He'd start a surfing podcast Talking trash with his mates And this awesome bumbling shit show grew from there <laughs> Ah, up the swelling 
Best surf podcast ever known to man. Shredheads, waxheads, kooks and barney swellians. Ready? Uh, up the swellians. The other bloke's name deadly, frontman of the goons of doom. He's so down with surfing, he's working for the wuzzle. He's no bloody sellout. He's as core as core could be. He bleeds salt water mixed with Vonu's NVB. When these two get together, Paulie B and his new replacements turn into gold. Surf Corbaini, the lettuce play along. Now they've come to Caloundra, we've got Paco, we've got Kong. There's only one thing left for us to scream. Ah, up the swelling ends. Best surf podcast ever known to man. Shredhead, waxheads, kooks and barney swellians Ah, up the swellians Ah, up the swellians Couple more times Ah, up the swellians Ah, up the swellians Fucked up. All right, folks. Thanks so much for having us. It's been an awesome night. Holy shit, Kong! Wow. <laughs> you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I mean, are you kidding me? You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. You're kidding me. You're kidding me. You're kidding me, right? Are you kidding me? This guy, are you kidding me? 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 Kidding me? Are you kidding me? You've gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. 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 You've got to be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me, right? You gotta be kidding me. What? You gotta be kidding me! You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me! You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Come on, you gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. Are you kidding me? You kidding me? You kidding me, right? Are you kidding me? You kidding me? You kidding me? Kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you fucking 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 kidding me?